0: Hello, thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias.
1: So for whom he did for no. He also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. You see, the issue is, when we look at the life of the Lord Jesus, we don't understand that we also have to go through the same process. Because to become like him, this is not talking only in the spiritual sense. It's talking also of the physical sense. Remember, the Lord had to die to be glorified. You want to live. How can you be glorified? Hello. Hello. Is, is this making sense? Yes. To be conformed, meaning that God has to break you, remold you to resemble somebody else. That when they look at Jesus and look at you, you look like siblings. My That he will be the firstborn of many brethren. So that when God the Father looks at Jesus and looks at you, he cannot tell the difference. Is, Is this making sense so far? But the process of it is extremely deep. So to be predestinated, but the choice to be molded is up to you. It is not up to God. That is the difficult part because that part you have to decide. That's where free will plays a part. You said yes, just like any deal. You say, yeah, we're going to do it. But when you sit down, you look at the terms and conditions you can bail out. When you start looking at what the work will entail, what it will cost, what it will need you to participate. People pull out of deals all the time. So many Christians are like that too. They will say they love God. They love God. Jesus, "Mm, I will do anything, Master. Whatsoever. (laughs) You will want from me, I will do it. Then when God says, okay, let's go. You start looking at your life, you start saying, "Mm, is this really what I wanted? Is this really what I was thinking of? You see, the calling is for everybody. But not everybody will be chosen. And not everybody will be anointed. And not everybody will be glorified. Because this is a process to be called, to be chosen. To be anointed and then to be glorified. Completely different. Now, one of the things that discourage so many people when they start following God, especially when the Lord calls you, you're among the called. You have to understand this. The closer you get to God, you don't become better. It's a lie. The closer you come to God, the more exposed you are. The more filthy you realize you are. The more your weaknesses actually show up. Many of you think it disqualifies you, but actually, it shows you your need for God even more. Amen. Amen. To draw close to God doesn't mean you have become better. David was better being in the field than when God called him. When God called him, he became a killer. He started taking people's wives. Before that, he was not doing anything like that. Before Saul was called, he was such a good son, looking after his father's belongings. No drama. the moment he was called... That's when pride started showing up. You can't talk to me like that. Before that, you could correct him. You say, you are chosen by God. Me? I am just a, a simple one from the house of Benjamin. I, wow, well, I just want to look after my dad's prop. Simple. You see, many of you will never truly know who you are until you come close to God. Okay, I feel like this message is for a few people. When you are ready to come close to God, know that more of you is about to be revealed. Not because you are going to be shamed. It's just normal. The closer you get to light, you see better. The closer you come to light, the more of you you see, not the more of you is hidden. It doesn't work like that. So many times when people now, this is where the deception of the called begins, is that when God calls you, you start walking towards the light. You start thinking that your life became difficult. In reality, it did not. The demons that were hiding, killing you, in darkness. <laughs> The ones you could not see. You're thinking you're doing well in life. But they're just eating you away, killing you in silence. But the moment you get close to light, your eyes are open. You begin to see that demon, this demon, that demon. You start realizing that, my God, my life is bad. But it was always like that, you just didn't see it. So you are comfortable dying, you are like an ostrich, you know. Ostriches are big birds. But when they just sense danger, they just put their head in a hole. They think that they are hidden. Their whole body is outside. But they're like, I can't see, so everything is good. Mm -hmm. I can't see, so I'm fine. That is how a lot of believers are. My life was good before I... You know what? Nah. It's like now I have so many rules to live by. No, you always had those things. There was no rules. God has actually never asked any. You see, the difference is this this is what God is trying to do to me and to you. God is trying to get us to naturally, our reflex should be to do His will, not to think about doing His will. When you're still thinking about doing his will, you're struggling with the flesh. You're still in a battle. But when it is natural for you to just react the word, you become a living epistle. It is no longer a fight. That's just who you are. So this is the process that God is trying to, to cleanse us, purify us, to make us new creations really that we just respond the word. We are not trying to be the word. When you are still trying, you are still in the realm of men. There is something that the Lord taught me, and uh, and uh, this was a very powerful thing that the Lord taught me. In every scripture that you will ever read, there are seven dimensions or seven depths of revelation seven depth of revelation so there are people who are on the first level there are people are on the second level there are the people who are on the third level there are people who are on the fourth level there are people who are on the fifth sixth and seventh the first four levels gratify the flesh That is why somebody can read the Bible and be arrogant, be mean, be all these things. Because reading the word doesn't change you unless you're tapping into the revelations. The first dimension of scripture highlights God to you. The second dimension of scripture makes you think that you can walk with God. The third dimension of scripture makes you realize that You are destined for death. You can't do it on your own. That is when you start realizing the danger of sin. The fourth dimension... Makes you realize that nothing in your power can make you walk with God. The fifth dimension makes you rely on the grace of God. The sixth dimension makes you a man according to God's word, not a man according to the world. The seventh dimension promotes you to become a spiritual person. So if you've never reached level five, where you need grace, you're still in the flesh. I'm going to give you an example. Musa, can you find this scripture for me? In Revelation, where uh, uh, no one could open the seal. Where nobody could open the seal and um, it just came to my spirit. Nobody could open the seal. And John was crying and the angel was shouting, who is worthy to open the seal? I want to read something to you. And I believe it will change your life to see what I'm trying to tell you. So understand this Mm -hmm. by God's grace. God is molding you into something. Amen. God is molding you into somebody. Amen. That the mysteries and the secrets. That you will be a custodian of everything that God is trying to accomplish on the earth. Now let's go Revelation chapter 5 from verse 2. Listen to this. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to... To open the book and to lose the seals thereof. Verse 3. And no man in heaven, no on earth. Listen to this. No man in what? Heaven, no on earth. Neither under the earth was able to open the book. Neither to look thereon. Verse 4. And I wept. This is John saying. I wept much. Because no man was found worthy To open and to read the book. Neither to look thereon. Verse 6. And one of the elders said unto me. Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has prevailed to open the book. And to lose the seven seals. Verse 6. And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and one of the beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Stop right there. Notice this. John is in heaven. Angels are in heaven. There are saints in heaven. An angel is asking, who can open this book? In heaven, nobody could open it. On the earth, nobody could open it. Under the earth, nobody could open it. John began to cry because who is going to open this book? He was weeping, crying. One of the elders, not all the elders. One of the 24 elders. What does it mean to be an elder? An elder is somebody that has matured into something. Are you catching this? One of the elders looked at John and told him, Don't cry, there is somebody who can open it. Notice an angel could not see, a mighty prophet could not see, other elders could not see, other men in heaven and on earth cannot see, but one elder could see. He said, Hey, don't worry, there's one person who can open it. He said, The lion. But when he opened the eyes of John to see, he did not see a lion, he saw a lamb that looked dead. Many of you have underestimated where you are because when you see, you see a dead lamb. But when you are looked at, you are a lion. Amen. Some of you missed it. Some of you missed it. You see, your dimension determines what you see. Ah, You didn't get it. Some of you missed it. John saw a dead lamb. The elder could see a lion. Mm. (laughs) Sit. Sit. (laughs) Bishop, are you okay? (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? So just because you're in the process of death doesn't mean you're dead. You're becoming a lion.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: I said you're becoming a lion. Amen. I said you're becoming a what?
0: A lion.
1: Let's do this now. Because we don't have much time. Can I have my old crew? <laughs> come, 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 come. Young men, come. We need to go find four purses, Heavy ones. We need all your muscles. Everybody that was up here, if you're here, come. There's one over there It has been volunteered. Hi Mama T, you are going to carry a whole house in there. <laughs> Uncle Fahed is not here today, huh? Oh, he's serving. Oh, Uncle Fred is saved. He's delivered today. Please, please, if you're up here, come back. <laughs> he said, not the black one. <laughs> hey, Shadabarabasha. <laughs> Okay, he counts like four. Okay, we'll, okay. Yeah, give him that one last one. Let him get some muscles. Okay, move back. Close. Okay. So, what I was trying to explain to you the last time was that all these men were called and they all responded. Move one step back, please, if you can. I beg thee, amen. So, Jesus said, come to me. All of them take one step. They're all the cold. They said, "Yes. I am called by God." God looks at them and says, "Well, I have a mission. So here is God's servant who is carrying burdens of God by himself, but there is no one man that can carry the burden of God. One man is always called to raise men to make it easier to carry God's burden. Because there are things that God wants to do, but he cannot accomplish them without men. And one man is not enough. That's why even God, when he came on earth as a man, he raised 12 men that raised hundreds of men to fulfill his desire. So it is not about Prophet Lovi being here. It is about all of you. It will take all of us that are in the building and those who are online to fulfill the purpose of God in our generation. Amen. If you're not clapping, I don't know if it is you or not. Are you sure you're part of God's vision on earth? This cannot be accomplished by one person. It's a lie i am not here to be the show Mm-mm. who knows how long we are here for god can call them god himself is you know what one, one thing that i love about god is god is so calculated that he even gives us a card of uncertainty just to make sure that we are on point god comes and tells you um tomorrow is not promised what Your Christian is telling you tomorrow is not promised. So out of all the cards that you're given as a child of God, there is one card that is not a good card. Not because the devil gave it to you, but God gave it to you. That card of uncertainty makes sure that you are 24 hours on point because any time you could pull that card and it may be the end. I live like that. I don't live like there is tomorrow. Nope. I don't. Anyone who is a believer, especially a servant of God, that you're thinking there will be a tomorrow, you have already failed in your intensity of serving God. From the time Jesus was born, he knew that his time on earth was not very long. He knew it, not that because he was going to die for the sins of men, but it was just normal for him to know that. Do you realize that compared to eternity, this life is so, it's not, it's like a speck of dust. It means absolutely nothing compared to where we are going. It is nothing in the sight of God at all. In fact, there are times, uh, let, let, uh, let let me give you an example. Whenever I come out of my body, whenever God pulls me out and I look from the other side to this side, it always looks like so temporary. It is so difficult to explain this. It literally looks like the only thing you can think of is vapor. So when angels look from the other side and look at this side, they always are puzzled like, why are these people trying to die for these things? So temporary. It makes no sense to them. It doesn't make any sense. And David had that experience. That's why he said, man's life is like a vapor. He realized the fragility. Of this life. if you, I pray that God gives you an outer body experience. Where you sit and talk with angels. <laughs> it will change you forever. <laughs> Once in a while I do it. Once in a while I do it. I've, I've played it for Andrew. I don't remember the last person I played this for. Once in a while when I'm having angelic encounters. I'm allowed to record them. Like push record so that I can record everything. I've played it for some people. It is the strangest experience you can have. What I'm telling you is not myth. Reality. Reality. I'm not telling you things that somebody told me. No. I have sat physically, not once, many times with the angels like this discussing. You realize that this life, we are are wasting our time. When you're living for the outward man... You don't understand why you're here. So as a child of God, you must always live thinking of if tomorrow I am not here, who did I raise? What did I leave behind that will continue the purpose of God? You see, the apostles in heaven are still winning souls. They're still winning souls. If you're preaching their word, you're following their teaching, then you are using them to win souls. So there are people in heaven that are still winning souls being credited to them. That is why the judgment day will be or or the white throne judgment where God is rewarding us will be one day. People have not still received their rewards. Because the work is not done. So if you live like, oh, I have another 50, 70, 90 years, something is wrong with you. When the Bible says God will fulfill you with many years or fulfill your life with years, with long life, actually says with long life. What does that mean? He will give you the satisfaction to accomplish what you came here to do. Yeah. There are so many of you, you have millions and I've seen it, people with millions, billions, everything you can, but they have no fulfillment because their destiny on earth was never even tapped into. Are you here? Are you here? Yes. So you have to make sure that you comprehend this with everything that is in you. So now God is looking at this man He's saying, this man is carrying burdens. He's the only one that graduated to this side. But what he's carrying is not meant to be carried by one person. Is meant to be carried by all people. For the salvation of those who are on earth. So. uh, Uncle Charles. Can I borrow you? Come. Stand next to Auntie Be'i. Be'i. The queen of Sheba. (laughs) The wife of Moses. (laughs) The Ethiopian. (laughs) So. God looks at them. They all said, God, I will, I will serve you. God says, wow. Okay. He called them. They responded. He said, okay. I want to choose you for a special assignment. Everybody stepped forward one step. Bang. Then God said, these guys are brilliant. Let me put my burden on them and see. If they are truly going to carry out what I want. If they accept my burden. And they see that it weighs on their humanity. That they cannot do it without me. Then I will anoint them. Because once God anoints you, he cannot reverse it. So God has to make sure that you are ready for where you want to go. Before this, their life was fine. No Goliath was showing up. No nothing was showing up. There was no problems. God comes to Uncle Chaz. I want you to say, yes, Lord. One step. Bang. Give him one burden. Bang. <laughs> but remember, he's married to the queen of Sheba. Now, the issue is, and I demonstrated this the last time, so I won't spend too much time here. When he was given the burden, whenever God calls people, he does not call two people. Don't be deceived. It's a lie. There is nowhere in the scriptures where God called a whole family. That is why Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He set a standard for his house because when God calls somebody, he calls one person. And if those people are really under the authority of that person, they will comply to the calling of God. When God chose Israel, he did not choose everybody. He chose one man that his name was Israel. And through that one man, his desire was flowing through the whole family of what? Israel. God did not pick everybody and said you're all called equal. It's a lie. And this is the reason why church does not respect spiritual authority. And because there is no spiritual authority, there are diverse visions drawing away from what God truly wants. I have been privileged by God that my sons and daughters that God gave me from the beginning are still there. And they understand the vision that God gave me. I have never allowed anybody with an external vision to sway what God showed me. Never. Because when God appeared to me, there was no strategy. I wasn't trying to be a preacher. Came, sat down, spoke to me, directed me, anointed me and told me what to do. Until today, we are still following that roadmap.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: That is why we are here right now. There was no traumatic event that happened that made me... There was no traumatic event that happened or a crazy event that made me choose Jesus. Nope. He came to me since I was six. This was not a choice. This was a calling. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now... He's been given the burden, but because he has been following, remember, his wife has been following him, following him. But now, when the burden came, she never really thought about what it will take for this thing to be carried out. It meant that his time with her will also be cut. Oh, I want an anointed man of God. Are you sure? A man that loves Jesus. Are you sure? Fully anointed, walking on clouds. Are you sure? A fasting and praying man. (laughs) Uh, Holy Ghost filled. Sometimes you just need a good, righteous man who loves the Lord. Without a calling. Stop building this. (laughs) Keep it simple people. (laughs) Many of you will resent God in two seconds. Do you know how many times my son has come from school? Three days he won't see me. Because I'm fasting and praying. Or because I'm at church carrying out God's work. Do you think that's easy? Do you think it's easy? No, it's not. It's heavy. It's heavy. Because part of serving God is forsaking yourself. Part of serving God is forgetting yourself. Do you know how many times I've had plans to do things for myself, but they've had to go out the window? (laughs) Many times. Actually, all the time. I'm going to do this. Then when it comes to that time, I have to turn left and do what God wants me to do. I'm okay with it. Because that's what it entails to walk with God. So he's struggling carrying this because when God gave him the burden, he had her in mind. But to God, whether she's on board or not, it doesn't matter. His burden has to be carried out. Never think... That God needs you. Never believe that because it's a lie. Let me tell you how God, I'm sorry, I'm going to use this in a worldly way, but I'm not saying that this is how God is. God sometimes can be, I'm going to use this word, please don't take it the wrong way. God can be petty in how he can discipline you. Let me use your apostle as an example. Apostle is a great man, great man, great man, great man, doing great things, great things, but then he start, now he's not listening to God. Do you know what God does? He doesn't take away the anointing. He keeps him there. There was one guy that he used to have in his church that was a nobody that he even undermined. God goes to him, raises him up, makes him greater than him. Just to humble you.
0: My God.
1: God. God is deep. God will do that. He will just take somebody that you never thought that was anyone. Grabs him and makes him greater than you. Just to make you chill out. He's still using you. But he raises somebody. Listen, that was what David was. God said, I have found somebody else. In the woods with sheep. I was one of those people. That was just in the background. A lot of the guys who were like, ah. Now they're like, man of God. Man of gold. (laughs) Because that's how God works. He won't take anything away. So never think you're... Too precious to God in that way. Nope. God has reserves. So now, because the burden is heavy for him, and the wife doesn't really understand how this thing, what she was thinking is not what happened. I actually know a man of God that this happened to. I know a man of God that actually him... And his wife separated and they had like five kids. She loved God. She used to sing for God. But when the anointing came on the man, I became south. She couldn't understand that they couldn't do the things they used to do, the life they used to live and things like that. And she turned away. Now, because this burden is too heavy for him and he was meant to be carried by two of them so that they can walk forward. Because what happens is, Because she cannot carry it, he is not able to move at the speed that God needs him to move. So, she steps back because this is too much. And because he is still attached, he has not been divorced to human life. Which is not easy. He has to go back and try to find his wife. So by doing that... Turning to go and sway her the work of God has to be abandoned and because he has to be abandoned the prophet has to pick it up again so the one that was supposed to be with God God has not forgotten him but he cannot do what God needs him to do because if God leaves it with him souls are going to die There are people that need to be saved. So God cannot wait for him until he's ready. If he does, then the blood of those people will be required from his head. So they step back because they are figuring out everything. But the years are going and there are still souls in the world. The prophet goes to the second one. Please give her a light one. Please don't give her the heavy one. (laughs) God gives her a burden. She's ready to serve God. She steps one foot forward. Stood out of the other ones. Because she said, Lord, I will carry your burden. I will fight for what you have given me. It's heavy. I'm on my own. I'll carry it. You see, sometimes you start understanding why Paul said what he said. Paul said, listen, y'all can get married. It's a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. But for me, I just can't do it. I know what I'm supposed to do. Many built doctrines of being celibate for no reason. You are not Paul. Paul. You don't need to go and live on a monastery please you're not Paul. Paul did that because of what Jesus told him he told him you will suffer many things for my sake. So he knew if my life will have a lot of roller coasters prison and this and this why would I want to marry and put some my family through this there's no point. Guys get married enjoy. Me because of what I've been called to do I can't. Peter was married. The other apostles were married. He was just like, uh, eh, not for me. This is not an advice that if you want to be holy, don't marry. That's a lie. If there is something that will make you truly a man or a woman of God is marriage. Amen. It will test you more than Satan.
0: Amen.
1: You can clap for Jesus. If you believe this, wave your hands, because it's the truth. We are not saying it's not beautiful, but will it test you? Ah. You find people married 50 years, they look at each other, you don't even know me. Ah, So for 50 years, <laughs> for 50 years, you're still acting your like, you don't even understand me. You are still misunderstanding each other. 50 years later. (laughs) What are you going to eat? No, I'm not going to eat right now. You buy something to eat. Why didn't you think of me? I asked you. Did I not ask? So you don't even think about me. I asked you with all my heart, what do you want to eat? Do you see the temptation? Teach him good. So when I said I don't want anything, I wanted to see what you would do. Jesus, even God doesn't do that to me. You wanted to see. But I asked you, what do I need What why do you want to see when I asked you? Do you want salad? Do you want this? No, I don't want anything. I just don't feel like anything right now. Okay. You buy yourself something. Oh, wow. So you're just going to eat while I'm here. It's just beginning in the name of the Father. <laughs> you look your best on that day. You're passing. He's not seeing anything. How are you doing? I'm okay, what's going on? Oh, so you can't notice anything different. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> you... So you need to be prophetically sharp every moment. Every move you can notice. It's deep. I tell you, because you will never miss the voice of God. <laughs> Marriage is good. Marriage is good. It's beautiful. (laughs) Clap for Jesus. So now watch this. Watch this. She has carried the burden and said, Lord, I will follow you. But the moment she carried the burden, her past started showing up. Because everybody's test is different based on your assignment. Where you come from will determine what test you will have. Because where you come from determines where you're going. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So immediately, the past starts showing up. Come. You are the past. The past shows up and holds Starts reminding her of where she came from. Uh, Uncle John, come. She made and changed her life to go a different way. The ninjas that she used to like are now showing up. <laughs> <laughs> So one is past life. You see, I always say this to people. And I want you to take this with all your heart. And understand this, that anyone can resist temptation. Everyone can resist sin because you have not been put in that situation. It's easy to tell people, oh, I would never do that. Because you have not been given an opportunity to do it. Good. You know me, I'm real. I tell you the truth. If you're given the situation, the opportunity, you will fall. God has to keep you from falling. And there are people that God will try to keep them, but because of stubbornness, we end up falling anyway. But the reality is anyone given an opportunity to sin, 99.9% you will fall. It takes the spirit of God to keep you. So if you know that overcoming is not of man's strength, when you see people in weakness, you will sympathize with them. It doesn't mean you will tolerate it. But you will sympathize with them. You will understand where you, they are. You will be more merciful with them. Because you know it takes God. So she's been celibate, living a precious holy life. If you see her, you see Jesus. Old homies show up. The past starts holding her. Enticing her. So you want to carry this. You want to be Mother Teresa. You want to do this. And that now you just want to live for God. All of a sudden, that guy shows up. Hey. <laughs> Remember what he used to be like. <laughs> okay, she, just put one shoulder in, in holiness. One hand on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can hold her hand like, uh, you know, what's going on? You look at her, why are you scared? Uh, so as she's trying to look at Jesus, this man is also pulling. So now in her mind, because she's been celibate for so long, part of the prayer is, God give me a companion. So now uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed Negro showed up. I used to like, did God change them? Is God hoping to, what is God is about to do? Is this, are they becoming what God wants me to? Can I give you a life advice? I am not being, I'm just going to tell you the raw truth. People don't change. They adjust. People don't change. They adjust. Please listen to me. People don't change, they adjust. Character can be changed. Personality cannot. It can be adjusted. Many of you are still praying for some people that you are praying for that you should have stopped praying for. If you look at them, even if they were changed, do they suit where you're going with God?
0: My God.
1: You see, part of working with God is you need great wisdom. Something the Holy Spirit doesn't need to come and tell you. I, the Lord, will make him be what you want him to be. No, this is not about being molded to your image. Can they conform to the image of Christ? Uh Are they building castles for you so that you can just marry them and then they change on you? is she saying that i will go to church so that she just get married is he saying that he loves you so that he can just get what he wants and then he changes on you so god will test you to see if you're also walking in wisdom because we have the wisdom of the spirit but we have wisdom also through accumulation of life experiences Life experience should open your eyes. Some things you don't need a vision to see, to know. Somebody that used to to give you the people's elbow. Stone called Steve Austin. What was he called? The the stunner. Undertaker's chokehold. I have changed now. until you prove it over a certain period of time i'm not just gonna run to you what is the evidence oh i have come to jesus that's not enough many of you love jesus and if somebody cuts you off on the streets the jesus goes out the window oh what you what pull down your window You forget that Jesus is inside of you. You have no father forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. If in, <laughs> if in a short time you're... Oof, don't mess with me because, listen, Jesus forgives, I don't. Don't think because I'm a Christian I can't put these hands on you. These hands don't just pray. Straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Try Jesus, don't try me. (laughs) I'm a warrior, let that be known. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So if you can be ticked that quick, imagine this is how somebody has been and you're just quick. Nah. You got to prove it. This is not a matter of spirituality. Because people's souls depend on it, so your decisions have to be calculated. Some people you meet in life, it was part of the journey. It was not the destination. This is the truth. There are people you thought you'd be BFFs for life, where are they now? Oh, that's my my dude. If we die, we're gonna die together. (laughs) Today, you can't even have a conversation. When you look at each other, you look at each other like somebody stole something. So this one is trying to pull his attention now. So now she's at that crossroad. Lord, is it, is it not? Is it, is it not? Is it, is it? it, ah, I've changed. What I used to do, I don't do anymore. I, I will support you to serve God. I will go to church with you. She says, okay. Okay, I trust you. One month, two months. He's showing, you know, flowers and everything she was dreaming about. But out of all this, she can still see some of the things, but she did not really pay attention. She was like, oh, he's changing. I believe that he's going to change and So she says, no, I'm not going to do what my past used to call me to do. But this companionship may be God sending me help. The moment he, she joins and she takes one side of the bag. Remember, you are still not anointed. You are still in the chosen zone. Now the reason why God puts us through this process is because God wants to break us he wants to expose us to ourselves so that we can understand our need for him Amen. because at this stage you're still thinking you have qualified yourself but god has to show you that actually you are not but i love your willingness but i'm using you because i want to the moment she he grabs one side she's trying to move forward move move forward he pulls her back because like i mean i didn't sign up for you fasting and praying I didn't sign up for you You watching this prophet too much 24 7. Mm -mm. Who is this, Papa? Papa, I thought I was your daddy.
0: (laughs) Teaching good. Set him free, Papa. Teaching good, Papa. Tell the truth, Papa. Deep sir.
1: Sit for two seconds. I'm just keeping it 100 real.
0: Amen, amen.
1: <laughs> when I grew up, we used to go to church maximum two hours. This four-hour church service, nah. We can't do that. No, we ain't, we ain't doing that. Nah, this is, listen, I love God too. I pray too. But she realized when they got together, his prayer is not really prayer. He doesn't really pray. He just claims Jesus still does the old things he used to do. He's not as bad as he used to do, to be. He's changed somehow, adjustments, that they could be in the same place. But the destiny of God cannot be fulfilled. He has become a stumbling block. Now, instead of praying for the people of God and the mission of God, she's now praying for his deliverance. All right, I feel like I'm talking to myself, maybe a year or So now she's serving God in a lot of pain that should have never been there in the first place. And now Satan also is using her past and her current situation. How can you tell people that their marriage will be blessed? Look at what is going on with yours. Now she's hurting because she's at a standstill. She's still trying to push, but is pushing backward. So she's stuck. She has not let go of what God has given her to do. She's still holding She's not where uh, uh, Moses is. She's a little forward, but she's still serving God, but in pain and ministry can't move forward. Just like Abraham and Lot, there were things that were at a standstill as long as Lot was there. The moment Lot separated from Abraham, Abraham entered into the fullness of what God wanted him to do. And at the time he was with Lot, God never spoke. God stopped speaking. So all she's using here is what God used to say, not what God is saying. That is why she's stuck. She's committed, if I let go, what will people think? I'm a woman of God. How could I let go? So she's stuck between people's opinion, what she was believing for, and what is happening to her life. So she's at a standstill. The great man of God. He was a deep businessman. He said, yes, Lord, moved forward. The moment he moved forward, everything in business went bad. Can I remove your suit, please? His status is taken from him. His ability to execute deals is taken from him. What he used to have, he no longer has. God, you have called me to serve you. I had resources to serve you. Now you've taken everything away. How will I serve you? I can't even feed myself. How am I going to preach? So he has a dilemma with God now. Because where he is, is worse than where he used to be. It was easier to say yes because he thought what he had would take him forward. But he's realizing that now it has dried up. This is a lot of you that are in here. I promise give me five minutes and I'll be done. So now, debt has come up. That is choking him. Hold, hold, sir. Now I am in debt. God, where are you? So now he has a dilemma with God. Because he's resenting God. She also moved a step forward. God said, are you ready for my son? She says, yes. (laughs) I will serve thee. I heard thy voice. Go unto a land I will show you. She gets there. Realizes what she thought. It was not that yet. Everything is dry. She has to sleep outside like Jacob. On a rock. God, where are you? Should I go backwards? Should I go forward? What is going on? I've forsaken everything. God is not speaking. So she's at a standstill. What is the next move? God goes to another one. Who was walking? The family was supportive and everything. When she came to Jesus, the same people that brought her to Jesus turned their backs on her. You are too religious now. You are too this, you are too that. She has nobody anymore. She's by herself. Because what mattered to her was her family. She's come to God. The family has turned away from her. You see, some of you don't understand what Jesus meant. Jesus said, I did not come to really bring peace in the sense you think. I came to bring a sword to separate families. (laughs) No, this is true. He said that. Why? Because you will know who is really your family. Jesus himself, they are coming to tell him, your father and mother is here. He said, hey, my father and mother, those who listen to my word and obey it. Blood makes relatives. Some of you, you love people so much that it is what is keeping you from going ahead with God. Hello. Hello. So even her, she's at a standstill because those people she depended on turned against her and now she's by herself. The last one used to be with nothing. Nothing was going on. Easy to say yes to God. The moment he said yes to God, he was aspiring to be the biggest movie star you can think of. Nothing was opening up. The moment he said yes to God is when Hollywood came knocking. Can I borrow you? Is when all the agents and everything came. Like, why do you need to do that, man? You are so talented. You are so. So now he is stuck between. Should my life? Maybe I will serve God better in Hollywood. But God said, No. I want you to be my prophet. Mm. But the moment he said yes to God, all the money opportunity you can think of came. Mm. Do you know how many millions you can make? Do you know how deep your life can be? Everything you ever wanted. Everything. tear come, come, come. Even that trophy wife you are looking at on TV. Skinny and everything. <laughs> Curly hair and everything. All available, sir. Everyone is showing up. Everything that he ever wanted now is showing up. But... He is thinking that it is God's blessing. Listen to me. Satan can bring you bait and you think it is a blessing. Come on, teach a girl. Some people didn't hear what I'm saying. Satan can bring you such a beautiful bait. Everything just looks like it's climbing up. And you mistake it for God's blessing. The reason why you assume it's God's blessing is because the vision of God is not fully realized in your mind. So you will value your dreams more than what God has said. So he's like, man, we're going to Hollywood. Let's go, baby. Locks hands. Power couple. Relationship goals. (laughs) But because he agreed on all these things, he has stepped back five steps. Everything in the sense of the world is working out. No fulfillment because the purpose of God has been taken from him. Because of family and the heartbreak and the disappointment in the church, she stepped one step back. Because of giving up everything and God did not respond, she moved one step back. Because of how dry everything has become, he moved one step back. But let me give you some good news. Amen.
0: Amen, amen.
1: Can I give you good news? Yes. Yes. God was expecting this. No, you didn't hear what I said. God was expecting this.
0: Amen, that's good.
1: Because at this point, can I get oil, uh, uh, Auntie Paula? God was expecting this, an apostle come. God was expecting this because this is what will prove if the vision of God is real for you. Are you listening to me? This is what will reveal if what God has for you is truly what you want. Are you going to save your life or are you going to give up your life so that he can give it to you? Is the world the source of your life or is it God that is the source of your life? Come on. If man forsakes you, is God enough God is excited about this because everything they were going by was because everything was good. Yes. Yes, yes. But all of them have no peace because nothing is being fulfilled in their life and the prophet is still waiting. Yes. Ah, God. Pray in tongues. Eyes is deep. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's praying. So God now sees that they are broken. They know that it is not their strength now. This will prove if this is real. God visits the businessman and asks him, if you never make a dollar again in your life, do you believe that I own all the silver and gold in the world to give it to you? Or are you going to go back and fish? Do you believe that I can provide for you? Do you believe that I can increase you? Right now you have nothing and there is nothing that is moving. But do you believe I can change your situation in an instant? There is no hope in the realm of men. I am speaking from my place as God. And not because he had a voice. He opened the Bible and he says, God is able to supply all your needs. So now it becomes real to him. You know what? Apostle, where are you? Father, I believe that if I die, the gold stays. I rather use my life to glorify you. God says, I have found a man. God takes oil and pours it on him. Now he's been anointed. When the anointing has come upon him, what he could not do, what he could not achieve, what he achieved in the wrong way, God actually allowed all the business to go bad because they were not coming from God. So they were temporary. So now God was about to give him something that his children's 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 children can enjoy. So now when the anointing came on, the debt was taken away. His authority was given back to him. Amen greater authority and his court, the grace was given to him. So he extended beyond where he was and he went forward. Come on. Hallelujah. Because he was willing to die, God gave him his life because God can trust him. Sit, sit for two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Do you know why many of you are still fighting things that you've been fighting for over 50 years? Since 1905, 1968. It's because when the test came, you never overcame. In the school of God, you don't skip classes. Because he is God, he will sustain you until the day you pass the test. But without passing the test, the same thing will come up over and over and in different forms. I'm going to tell you a small secret, and this will be in, 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 uh, in my book, um, uh, lessons, uh, it's called The World of Spirits. Every true prophet, every born prophet has to go through this. My spirit was taken out of me. And I was taken to a place that I won't mention here because in the book I will tell you exactly where it is in detail. And when my spirit was taken to this place, it was a place full of serpents. You could not see the floor. It was covered with snakes. What I'm telling you is true before the Lord Jesus. And when I was brought to this place, the angel of God that walks with me was, with, was there. And he's the one who took me. Amen. And when I stood before the entrance of this forest that was covered, the ground, when I got there, I thought it was the ground. When I looked down, it was serpents. I was afraid to move on. I said no God I can't go I was brought back to my body and the Lord told me it is okay you don't have to go through it but when your time to minister comes every spirit you don't overcome now will give you trouble in your ministry so the choice is yours do you want to deal with them now Or do you want to deal with them when you're in ministry? There is no guarantee that you'll be able to overcome. This is why Jesus, before he started ministry, he had to be sent to be tempted. Not tested, tempted. Every true born, I'm not talking about received a call during that, no, born. God will send you into temptation, not into testing. Temptation is for the chosen ones of God from birth. Testing is for every Christian because God's agenda is not for you to fall. So God cannot tempt you. God will test you in order for you to pass the test. But if you belong to him and your assignment is to save souls, God will lead you into temptations. That is why Jesus knew this truth. And when he was teaching his disciples to pray, he told them, make sure you add this line right now for you. And lead us not into temptation. He didn't say protect us from the devil. He said, please, right now, don't lead us there. We are not ready. Because he knew they will fall. Are you hearing me? Yes. I fasted and prayed. And I said, Lord, I am ready. Help me. Again, I was taken out of my body. Taken to the same exact location. Stood. When I took my step on, the angel of the Lord grabbed me from the back. Lifted me above the ground. I went through the woods. I went through the woods. I was taken up. Actually, to it, it looked like an island. I will tell you in detail. But I met a serpent... That many of you have read about. And this is a real thing. I met a serpent that is called the world serpent. And I had to fight. So when you see me looking at demons and demons respond to me. It's not because I'm fighting them now. They know. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: That is why deliverance is with so much ease. So when somebody comes with a devil... The devil could not see where he was going because the angels blinded. So, when their eyes are open, they say, Oh my god, how did we end up here? Because the fight is not now, the fight was already won. So, when Jesus showed up, demons were afraid of him, they manifested because they were already smacked. you can never function in real deliverance because there's the deliverance that is for every Christian. But there is a dimension of deliverance that you don't need somebody's opinion for them to be free. You know, it is different if you go to a church and say, I have a demon, deliver me. And it is different when you are somewhere, you manifest, you didn't even know you had a devil. Completely different. Different. Completely different. But that anointing is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see. We'll
0: see.
1: The Lord came to Hollywood. Hmm, she did good. Hold him well. The more God is talking, use two hands. Bang! Lay your head. <laughs> this is this is for the sake of demonstration. Are you, are, you, are you really ready for what I'm doing? There's no fulfillment. But the, the girl's like, Baby, you know, we, we're going to Marrakesh next week. You know, we need to go with our private jet, this, this. So the dollars are comforting him. He remembers the poverty, says, Well, I always wanted to be an actor. Who gave me this talent to act? You know what? No. He says, "No. My past was too bad now. there's a lot of people that depend on me and no, no, I can't follow God. He remains. I still love him, but Lord, that one is no longer for me. It stays back. You see, many of you compromise that wow. mm. because you rather cry on your dollars mm. than cry on Jesus' shoulder. Be honest. You can clap better.
0: Amen.
1: Many of you, your joy, your happiness is determined by the cash you have. Not by the savior you have in you. Amen. Jesus is of less value than the dollars you have. And yet God has no, you see, people think that God doesn't like money. No, God wants you to have money. But God doesn't want you to serve money. God wants you to serve him with money. God is not against money. So because it is too much for him, but the pleasures of the world and his beautiful wife that lays her head on... mm, He looks at the curls, he says, (sighs) God, you've been good. (laughs) I have seen an angel. (laughs) (laughs) So he remains back. God comes to her. He says, Am I more than your family? Am I enough family for you? Or do you need your people so much? then you need me. She says, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. But I want to follow you with all of them. This is some of you. Listen. Let God save people. You're not Jesus. I'm I'm just being real with you. Leave them in God's hands. Can you trust... Abraham could trust Ishmael who would be in good hands. Ishmael grew fatherless. Abandonment issues, but God comforted him. You don't hear Ishmael turning out crazy. God told him, let him go. I will bless him. Many of you cannot, you, you realize that you're not in control of something, but you're still trying to control it. Because her prayer point is too much the family. God is like, you're not ready to receive a family that will never leave you nor abandon you. So God says, you'll be a good Christian, but I can't glorify you. So God still loves you, passes on. Hey, you let your wife carry the purse by herself. Ah uh, truly you are the demonstration <laughs> of that man for real He's <laughs> <It's> extra deep <laughs> Rubber Shatter <laughs> So now God comes and says Listen honestly I didn't send him He was a distraction Are you willing to let it go and not care what people's, uh, uh, um, what your reputation is to people? You see, Jesus was made of no reputation. Do you know what that means? What people thought Christianity should look at or or look like or what people's opinion concerning him never drove him. Many of you, you are worried about your status in the Christian community more than your status in heaven.
0: Amen. You're teaching, Pablo.
1: Many of you, people's reput- your reputation of how you appear before people matters way more than how God looks at you. Yeah. Listen, go on my Facebook, go on my G1 video, I'll be delivering somebody. Next video, I'll be prophesying. The next video, I am dressed like I don't know where I'm going. The next minute, I'm, bo- I'm, I'm doing Muay Thai, tattooed out. I don't care what anybody thinks. They were Amen. not there when Jesus called me. Amen. No, it means nothing to me. I don't want to appear like a man of God. What does does that look like? What does it mean to look like a man of God? I, mm -mm. I am just me. If you know me by revelation, cool. If you don't know me, that's on you. I am not worried about what people, oh, look at that man of God. You know how people always say, men of God are so afraid to even look good. Because you think people will say you're using offering money. And the people who say that, they don't even give anything. You know, I give, I, I sow seeds to that church, how much? If they look at what you gave in the year, 50 bucks if not but they see you wearing nice shoes oh that's my money so what if it is doesn't the bible say that the worker is worth his wages if I am praying for you fasting for you don't you think I should live well if God is giving you millions God is healing you is it wrong for me to be able to provide for my family don't you know that in, the, in those days in the temple, whenever you gave, there was a location that went to the priests. But today's Christians, I don't know what is wrong. I am not saying that's what I do. And there will be nothing wrong if I did that. I've never collected salary from church. Never. Even though I deserve to, I chose not to not because it is wrong I, I chose not to for my own reasons nothing to do with God or anything I just chose not to but if you are so worried you can't even look like the blessing of God you are telling somebody God will prosper you you are wearing uh, payless <laughs> do you think I want payless anointing no, I'm just being honest. Amen. Don't have false humility. Amen. If you like good things, there is nothing wrong. Amen. You never stole from anybody. You never robbed anybody. God blessed you. Enjoy good things. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. It's true. I am humble even in my dressing. Jesus wore a royal robe. That Isaiah saw it years before he came. Come on, come on. That when Jesus is dying, the, 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 the Roman soldiers are saying, let me just get a patch of his Gucci on my own clothes. Yeah. But you're offended with looking good. What is wrong with us? Me, if I want to, however I want to dress, I'll dress. If you don't like it, those are demons manifesting. <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Don't be ashamed of God's blessing. So many men of God have to put a fake modest look. Then when they come and investigate you, they find you have jets. Then now you've made justified their lies. Because you never outright just show that God can bless you. So when they investigate you, they find that you drive a nice car. Oh, wow. How could you drive such a nice car and your members are hungry? Listen. Am I God? Jesus said you will have the poor with you always. I can do all I can. You don't know how much I do. Hello? Hello? Stop trying to overstretch yourself like you're God. You're not. Listen, I do so much and God knows. Those clothes know how much, like, not only the church and me personally, I do. So when I dress nicely, I know why I'm dressing nicely. Amen, amen. Amen. Many of you people's reputation is keeping you behind. So she's here. God tells her, "Divorce him. I have somebody for you." <laughs> "Ah, you are too quick." She said, "I meant too fast." Ah, woman of God. <laughs> No, what I'm telling you is real scenarios that happen in church. No, the problem is men of God won't tell you because everything will be restored. No, some things God doesn't want to restore. Something God wants to give you something new. Come on. Sometimes God just wants to give you something new. Not always restoration. No. That's deception. God says, I know you like the six pack that used to be your fantasy. The You know, who's your daddy? (laughs) But I want you to leave him. She says, no problem. (laughs) Pushes him away. And she turns her back also on what used to call her. The moment she does that, God actually visits the one she really liked. Smacks him a few times takes out the stony heart and makes him actually what she desired in the first place. That's good. And then he comes back. Wow. This one God restores. He owes the back. In fact, she's the prophet. He becomes apostle so and so. And they walk together with God and carry out amen, what God wanted. Amen, amen. And because they do that, the oil, apostle, apostle of oil. I think you can clap better for Jesus. Because being left, he was humbled. Mm. And he began to seek God because he realized that his life was empty. Mm. So he truly had a visitation from God and he was changed. Sometimes this won't happen. Mm. Maybe even a lot of time. But in this one, God prevailed. Mm. So now they are serving, he's up there speaking in tongues. <laughs> hey, 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 easy. Take it easy. Hey, that one was Ronit. What did he say? Sounded Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> God comes back to Sir Moses. Oh, the businessman gets one package. There you go.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: So now, Sir Moses' turn. God comes and says, Hey, Sir, will you still serve me whether she's causing you pain? Will the pain keep you or will you look beyond the pain? Let me explain to you something. Sometimes God will allow such painful episodes in your life to see if you can look away from the pain and be okay as if nothing is going on. It is the same faith that you will have to heal the sick even though the situation looks like there is no hope. So when God is about to assign you and build you, he will test all those things. I know how much you love her. She's not a bad woman. You're just misunderstanding each other right now. Will you serve me still with all the pain? The passion of God is so much. says, yes, Lord, I will. God pulls him. And because he does this, the burden will be heavy in the beginning because it's by himself. Because it was never meant for him to carry it alone. But because God has shown him the other side, he's okay. Because what God started doing is she started taking small steps understanding. Amen. Sometimes she fails, she walks back. Sometimes she moves forward. Until eventually she is perfected in God. And she holds it. Why? Because she has learned to completely submit to Him. Once in a while, she'll go like this and remember that's not the way and come back. But He has been perfected because His responsibility is so great. If he can manage this responsibility, he can manage everything.
0: Amen. good,
1: Then God anoints him also. And causes a new realm to come over him. And when this actually, when the power actually comes, because she was in a submissive place, she's also changed.
0: Amen.
1: so she's able to balance out the equation God comes to her and said, I know you've slept outside I was also born in a manger <laughs> if your whole life you just have to be from wilderness to wilderness to wilderness to wilderness will you be okay with it if you are with me Oh, will you change your mind because others are living better than you, yet they don't walk as close as you are to me? You say, you know what, Lord? If I am not with you, where will I go? God says you have done the right decision. God brings her forward. God also anoints her. Now, when this happens... The anointing comes. The world still doesn't know them. But now what has come upon them has made them so powerful. Their names begin to rise that whatever they do, what they thought they were not even allowed to do, they realized that they could do it now that they are with God. Amen. The businesses they wanted to have. The investments they wanted to have. Amen. While still serving God. All of it was given to them. Amen. Now watch this. Now, I want you to read this. Psalms 105 from verse 11 to verse 15 and we are done. Saying unto thee, will I give the land of Canaan the lot of of your inheritance, I will give, not I have given. Did you notice that? Yeah. Verse 12 When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it. You see, when God comes and He tells you He's taking you somewhere, it never looks like that place because He has to mold you to fit into that place, amen. Verse 13. When they went from one nation to another nation, from one kingdom to another people. So while they were still moving around and had nothing, God is saying, I'm taking you somewhere. Verse 14. He suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake. Because they chose to be okay in that storm. Even though God is saying, I will give you not I have given you. Many of you, when God says, I will give you, you bail out. You want, I have given you. The I will give you implies you are in process. Mm. Uh, Verse 15. Saying, touch not my anointed. You see, many of you think you're anointed. You're not anointed until you go through this.
0: Hallelujah.
1: No, some of you didn't hear what I said. You may not like it, but it's the truth. Many men of God claim, touch not my anointed, but they get touched all the time. No consequences, because they're not anointed. When you touch an anointed, there are big consequences. Huge. ah, (laughs) Dangerous consequences. Like I wish you understood, dangerous consequences. Big time consequences. True protection does not come because you said God protect me. That's because of his sovereign grace. But the moment you become anointed, you have sealed your family for generations to come. Amen. Desire the place of the anointing. No, you didn't hear what I said. Desire the place of the anointing. The moment you get into the place of anointing, no one can ever play with you. Not man, not demon, no angel, nobody. Sit, sit, sit for two seconds. A gift does not mean you're anointed. There are many gifted people in the church, but they're not anointed. To be filled with the Holy Spirit does not mean you are anointed. To preach does not mean you are anointed because we are all called to be ministers of God. Amen. The reason why so many don't understand the difference in ranking is because we are all shandala da 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 da. You think we are all the same? No, we are not. We are the same in the sense of we are all God's children. But even in God's family, they are elders, they are seniors, and they are juniors. Are you getting what I'm saying? Notice what he says. Saying, touch not my anointed and do no harm to my prophets. Why is this guy now that God raised them, they are standing with him? If they are wise, they will not compare because the anointing they are carrying it was given by him that is why when you read that he's not saying the prophet is anointed who anointed moses who anointed elijah they were not anointed but they were the content that god used to anoint who anointed abraham who anointed noah The danger of the realm of the anointing is not having the ability to understand those who God has set ahead of you. Saul forgot that it was because of Samuel that he was king. The moment he dishonored Samuel, God turned his back on him. As God is about to anoint you today.
0: Amen. 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 I receive it.
1: Yesterday, was was it uh, uh, yesterday? I can't remember when it was. It was yesterday. or No, the day before yesterday. When were we shooting Spirit Men? Uh, Friday. Was it Friday? On Friday, there was a man of God that... I, when I was 13 years old, I used to play drums in his church. They heard me talk to him. A pastor that in his church when I was 13, I used to go to his church without fail every rehearsal playing drums for him. Every service I was there. Faithful. Since I'll, Listen, my whole life I've been serving. When you see me standing up here, it is because I've been processed. Amen. Amen. I am not a talented speaker. I have paid my dues. The man of God called me my son. I spoke to him for a long time. He said, we are planting this church here. He said, don't worry. I will give you X amount to make sure that work goes. Because even me, I was taken through that place. And he was telling me, I can't believe you have matured this much. I can't believe. I always knew there was something special about you. I could not tell, but I knew you are so different. Now I see what God was doing. When I was 13, somebody testifying of my faithfulness. Now, even though spiritually I am way further ahead, I will be a fool if I undermine him. The hand that raised me at a certain point, if I undermine him, I am a fool. Never undermine any man or woman that God took you through. Amen. Amen. Because a part of them is in you.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: How can you despise what raised you? They don't need to be perfect. But if going through them, <coughs> you are perfected. Never undermine. There are men of God that that you can never find them on call. But if I call, they will answer immediately. Mm. Instantly. A lot of them. Wow, wow. Because of my testimony. Because of where God took me from. What maintains the oil is consistent honor. When you're somebody that walks in honor, the oil will never run dry. As we are finishing now, Apostle, and um, Apostle, and uh, and I'll find... Two more people. We are going to anoint all of you for this new season.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: This is the will of God. Maybe this is for the overflow, but I don't see them rejoicing. The oil will go through my hands. But God will anoint all of you. The key is this. I have seen this many times. Too many times. Where people, things begin to move. They start driving a Rolls Royce. When their Rolls Royce is not moving, they say, ah, today I can't make it to church. You forget that you used to take the bus to church.
0: Come on, teaching good. (laughs)
1: My driver didn't show up today, so I can't drive to church. You are cursing yourself. Because if you honored God when you had nothing, it should be easier to honor him with something. Amen. Don't change because your situations have changed.
0: Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org and click on giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California, and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.